Oh, so, good to be with you again tonight. Nice, nice group. Peers, are there any questions? Yes, Mangaldar. Bhav Abhas. Bhav Abhas. Bhav Abhas is explained in the third chapter of the first wave of the first, excuse me, of the Eastern Division. Third, third chapter of the Eastern Division of the Ocean of Bhakti Rasa, as it has been described by Sri Rupa Goswami. So that's the actual third chapter of the book. Um, and the subject is Baba Bhakti, so it appears there. After defining Baba Bhakti and explaining the ways in which Baba Bhakti is attained, either by Krishna's mercy, the mercy of a devotee in extraordinary circumstances, or by sadhana, hmm, more readily. Uh, Rupa Goswami goes on to explain Bhava Bhas. Hmm? And he divides that into Pratibhimba and Chai Nama Bhas, or excuse me, Bhava Bhas. Uh, interestingly, and as a side note, Bhaktivinoda Thakur has, seems to have taken his lead from there and theologized about uh Vaishnava and Vaishnava Bas, the shadow being a shadow of a Vaishnava. Um, Nama Bas, of course, that that that's that's given in in the sacred texts. Uh, but he's uh, uh, theologized about Nama Bas in, uh, in 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 ways that uh, we don't find previous to him. Hmm? Dividing Nama Bas into Nama Bas and Shraddha Nama Bas. Uh, Bhakti Abbas, he must have written about that as well. Um, in Bhakti Tattva Vivek, you find that. So, at any rate, um, and Abbas means a semblance or, uh, a, yeah, I guess you could say a semblance. And uh, Rupa Goswami divides that semblance into, into Pratibhimba and Chai. Pratibhimba means reflection, and Chai means shadow. And um, it's a fairly detailed section, and um, at least 50% of it deals with, and perhaps more than that, uh, deals with persons who are not involved in, in Shuddha Bhakti. Shuddha Bhakti, of course, means, means pure, pure Bhakti, and that has been defined by Rupa Goswami at the onset of his, his book, Anyavilashita Sunyam Gyan Karmadiyanavitam Manukulena Krishnanushilanam Bhakti Ruttamam. He's described the marginal and the um, uh, principal characteristics of bhakti therein. The other night when we were speaking about Krishna uh, interacting with the, with the demons, we spoke. Uh, about the primary characteristic of bhakti as given in that verse, anukulena 
Krishna Anushilan, the principle, the, 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 the Swarup Lakshan, the principal characteristics, how it's favorable. We described how the demons are not favorable in their approach to Krishna, therefore it doesn't constitute bhakti. The marginal characteristics described by Rupa Goswami, anyabhilashita sunyam, jnana karmadi and avritam. It's not covered by desire for material gain or for liberation, not doing bhakti for liberation, not doing bhakti for material acquisition, or not thinking that unless I perform my karmic duties, even though I'm doing bhakti, there'll be some, uh, I'll, I'll be culpable, I'll be, um, uh, I will have be, be responsible for a, a, a negligence to my duty and so forth, this kind of thinking, a lack of full kind of faith and, and confidence in the power and efficacy of bhakti. It may not apply so much to us in our uh, uh, position as people from the Western world and so forth, but in times gone by, especially in India, in times gone by when Bhaktivasamrita Sindhu was written, for example, and the Gaudiya Sampradaya was being established, there's a lot of emphasis on karma and the need to perform the Varnashram duties properly and so on and so forth. The Bhagavatam comes along, of course, and just gives a real thrashing to uh, the uh, Varnashram, saying, for example, that if you follow Varnashram perfectly but you don't get a taste for Krishna, Krishna Bhakti, you've wasted your time entirely. Hmm? You know, statement after statement like this, uh, bringing in the new, the new dharma, the prema dharma, the pro dharma of bhakti. Hmm? So, uh, <clears throat> so uh, primary characteristics and the secondary uh, characteristics of bhakti were described in that verse. Are described in that verse of Rupa Goswami, having defined bhakti as I say, shuddha bhakti. There are those who are engaged in something that other than Shuddha Bhakti. Then there are those that are engaged in Shuddha Bhakti in the stage of Sadhana, in the stage of Bhavana, and then in the stage of Prema. So you can be a Shuddha Bhakta hmm, as a Sadhaka, inasmuch as you are following the path of Shuddha Bhakti. You may not be, your heart may not be clean, pure, hmm, but this is the teaching of, that you have embraced. This is the path that you have embraced, that you've embarked upon under the guidance of the, of, the, of the guru and sadhus and so forth, you have identified with Rupa Goswami's definition of uh, Shuddha Bhakti. He goes on, of course, to explain sadhana bhakti and Shuddha Bhakti, Bhava Bhakti and Shuddha Bhakti, Prema Bhakti, and so forth. But outside of the school of Shuddha Bhakti, if we were to refer to our school as such, and it's appropriate to do so, uh, in an in, in, in aside, this is a very extraordinary treatise, Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu. It really needs to be taught, circulated, um, the ideas there, the, 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 the nuance of definition and the depth of the penetration into what constitutes Bhakti and Bhakti Rasa, ultimately, is extraordinary. And such soup, so, so comparatively, bhakti has been dealt with so superficially, hmm? uh, especially, of course, in the Advaita tradition and so forth, and in other Vaishnava traditions, it's been it's it's certainly been dealt with more substantially. But there is no such treatise hmm, as Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu hmm, that so comprehensively speaks on the subject of bhakti and bhakti rasa. So it's very important. To know that, to know this book, 
<clears throat> and so, at any rate, in speaking about bhava bhas, the semblance of bhava, a good portion of that discussion is uh, dedicated to those who are not on the path of Shuddha Bhakti, but in whom we find some symptoms of bhava. Hmm? And they may, f- in the, we, we find some symptoms of bhava. That means, uh, for example, one or two symptoms, not in the, in the inflamed, sudipt, but jualita, like smoked or something. I mean, this is again the, the nuance of the definition of, of we find uh, 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 of, of, of bhakti from Rupa Goswami, whereas there will be symptoms of ecstasy that will be. Smoking, maybe lighted, inflamed, hmm? one or two, three or four, one or two, three, can be contained, hmm? uh, four or more at the same time, can, symptoms like, like for example, uh, uh, this is largely in reference to sattvika bhavas. Sattvika bhavas are involuntary ecstasies, tears, hair standing on end, um, uh, trembling of the voice, and so forth. And these will appear in devotees, and they'll appear in different degrees. Like I said, in the, like covered, smoking, lit, inflamed. Um, uh, and they may appear, as I say, in some non-devotees who are not on the path of Shuddha Bhakti. But in them, they will appear only in the smoking stage, and only one or two. Hmm? Uh, at at the same time, and um, and so a good portion, as I say, of the discussion has been dedicated to such persons. And a question was asked about this during the Janamastami festival. Interestingly enough, um, a question was asked, and in the presence of some followers of a person who is said to uh, 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 exhibit bhava. Hmm? in her uh, satsangs, that's, that's her sanghas, and so forth. Um, I don't know if the person who asked the question was aware of that, but uh, I answered it in, in a general enough way. But uh, that exact type of bhava-bhas is discussed, actually, in Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu. That is a type of bhava-bhas wherein one has a monistic ideal, hmm, but has identified with for example, the deity of Krishna, and by way of identification with the deity of Krishna, will exhibit a couple of symptoms, like crying, like uh, hair standing, or something like that. Um, but they're not uh, enduring. Now, that particular person uh, does like this bhava of this go- of Krishna, the bhava of another goddess, something like that sometimes. And at that time, I, I've never witnessed it. I've never been there, but I, 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 I've, I've heard of such things and other, other persons, they dress up like Krishna at the time, put a, they put a crown on them or something. I don't know exactly what uh, it all uh, looks like. But this has been uh, discussed by uh, Rupa Goswami and Explained. It's, it's so valuable for us, as you can see. Uh, a little education in the sacred text is very valuable for us. We may, especially in the field of pursuing spiritual guidance, might be able to make some uh, uh, some refined kind of 
um, uh, exercise some refined uh, discrimination hmm? for our for our our uh, uh, our progress. Hmm? So we are if, again. I'm inspired to say we are very much fortunate to have to come under the guidance of Rupa Goswami and what he has done in this regard. And so, and we really do ourselves a disservice by not studying this book, not knowing this book by heart, how it works, at least, and being able to at least go know where to go when a question is asked. And, and fortunately, I don't know it by heart myself, but I know where to go to find the answers. And I'm describing the, the, the discussion there, um, giving an overview of that. So um, uh, it may come in different persons, in impersonalists, in tapasvis, and uh, and so forth. In one sense, this is the the power of uh, any kind of thinking of of, of Krishna or any kind of uh, orientation to bhakti. Uh, these types of uh, people have other things going for them hmm? at the same time that perhaps more readily afford them some bhav within a sadhaka who has nothing going for him but bhakti. I mean, it's not the way to really way, way to put it because he has more going for him than anything else. But, but the things that that person has going for them, their renunciation, perhaps their their absence of material desire, um, their ability to focus their mind, or something like that, they may have going for them by means of other uh, practices and so forth. Then they incorporate some bhakti in, and they get some semblance of bhava. Um, we may be awed by that, but the point of, of Rupa Goswami in one sense, the overriding point is, but where does it go from there? Hmm. It doesn't go any, it doesn't go to, to real bhava. Hmm. And which, which is real bhava, which is the, the ray of the sun of prema. And when you arrive at actual bhava, hmm, through a method, the bhakti methodology, uh, then you know what to do, how to cultivate that, how to culture that in such a way that it turns into prem. Hmm? And this is absent in the bhava bas that comes by other methods uh, in which, uh, I mean, they're not even thinking that, for example, Bhagwan's form is eternal, and that they could have a relationship with him, and so on and so forth. They're feeling some ecstasy, but it's not in the context of a budding identity in relation to Krishna, in Leela, and so forth. So this is a very different thing, and what we find in Bhakti, in Shuddha Bhakti, and it's the the potential of that hmm, is huge. I mean, Sridhar Maharaj Pujapad Bhakti Rakshak Sridhar Goswami Maharaj gave an example once, um, just in general, of uh, the the new devotee, the sadhaka, let's call him a sadhaka, a practitioner, if we look at him like a doorman, a doorman in a hundred-story building, next to it is a ten-story building, and there's a CEO. The CEO resides in the tenth story, and every morning he he drives past the hundred-story building, he sees that doorman, and he chuckles, and he goes in, and he sits on his top floor. From his top floor, he's got a view of the doorman down there and thinking, you know, 
Just look at my position here. I'm the CEO. I'm on the 10th floor. That poor guy's down there on the ground. Hmm? But because the guy who's the doorman is working for the 100-story company, hmm, if you will, he has the potential, if he sticks with the company, to rise up to the position of a CEO, theoretically. Hmm? <laughs> and then he is a CEO on a 100-story building, looking down at the CEO on the 10-story building and thinking he's just like a doorman in comparison. So, so we have to evaluate a thing by its potential. If we look at Costa Rica, for example, where we have our beautiful ashram, Madhuvan, Madhuvan Kijai, Sisi Dauji Gopal Kijai. There, uh, Costa Rica is, is a Central American country surrounded by other Central American countries, many of which, most of which, have been in political turmoil for, for decades and um, to the extent that, for example, Nicaragua, a bordering country, had uh, a revolution, guerrilla revolution, and for, for years uh, struggling, and uh, um, it was a, it's a dangerous area, hmm? I want to say. But so we could look at Costa Rica and say, oh, that's a dangerous place. That's in Central America. E revolutions erupt there all the time. Governments are dispo dis deposed, and uh, your 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 bank account is frozen, and the land that was yours now has become the government's, and it's a camp for the army. Hmm? They just moved in over the hill and and, and took over. Hmm? So, but if you draw back and you look at Costa Rica in relation to its association with America. Hmm? then you know nobody's going to invade Costa Rica <laughs> from Central America. Hmm? That would have the whole American U.S. Army on its side then to protect and, and so forth. So you, you look at Israel, it's surrounded, a similar example, or Israel surrounded by all the Arab countries, many of which are inimical and so forth, but has the backing from, from, the, from the West, from, from Europe, some European countries like Britain and the United States and so forth. And so its, it's, its power is greater than the collective of the states around it, arguably. Mm -hmm. If we analyze it in terms of its potential, in terms of its association and so forth. So, we're very fortunate, as I say, to be under the guidance of Rupa Goswami, to be a Rupanuga, even in a general sense, following Rupa Goswami. Mm -hmm. um, and... As a sadhaka, we may not experience bhav. We may experience bhav abhas also, of course. Uh, and, and that is the upper side, if you will, of bhav abhas. The lower side is the, the abhas or the semblance of bhav that appears in a non-devotee. It's temporary. It can only rise to a certain stage. It's not derived from shuddha bhakti hmm, um, and so forth. And Rupa Goswami's gone into a little more detail than I am here about that, but that's the general idea. And then there's the, sh and this is largely the pratibhimba, then there's the chai, the shadow. Hmm? And within the chai, or the shadow, as he refers to it, of Baba Bas, you have this Baba Bas that comes in sadhakas who are engaged in Suda Bhakti. Hmm? And that, of course, that, that's, very, that's, that's very encouraging hmm? because of their association, because of their sadhana and so forth. They may experience 
some welling up of tears and feeling such joy, hmm? some melting of the heart and the mental constructs and so forth and realize it's happening to me. It's actually happening to me. And it can come very strongly also. Maybe one or two symptoms at the same time. Tears, hair standing on end. Now, it won't endure. Hmm? But it is a, a special kind of a, a, a blessing, if you will. And it gives you some sense of your future, what's to come, and so forth. So that kind of chai baba bas, that's uh, desirable. It may come in the association of a powerful devotee during kirtan or a class or the association of something like that. Hmm? Um, uh, and of course, as we continue, as I'm explaining to culture, uh, Shuddha Bhakti, then it will come in full force, not on a bas, but the actual bhava. So outside of Shuddha Bhakti, you cannot get the full hmm? uh, Experience. I suppose we should say that you you could, in sattvika, sattviki bhakti by by engaging in in, in bhakti, sattvik sattvik form of bhakti like some gyanis do or or yogis or mixing bhakti, and they can rise to a certain platform, whereby if they get association, hmm, they can go on from there to Dasya Bhakti. They can, they can, they can, they could get Shantarasa. Hmm? And by association in the context of Shantarasa, they could get Dasya Rasa. Hmm? If you mix yoga with Bhakti, you could, you could get Shantarasa. If you mix Bhakti with yoga, you won't. You'll get Paramatma Sayuja. Hmm? Um, <laughs> But, of course, we don't give a lot of emphasis on Shanta Rasa other than to say it is a real Rasa. This emphasis is given in Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu because it's denied in other, by others. Rupa Goswami says no one gives evidence to that effect. So, at any rate, this is something. Does that help you understand? Bhav Abhas. And it, you can look to that section, refer to it, study it with the commentaries, the commentaries of Jiva. Shijiva Goswami, Vishnu Chakravitakra have been uh, published in English. Of course, Mars has been lecturing on, he may have a lecture on the subject also that's been recorded somewhere that you can refer to. What else? Yes. Well, it's important to understand Krishna's two Bhagavan Swayam. I mean, the, the Goswamis have labored 
hard for that. We find this in Krishna Sandarbha. Uh, we find it in the Bhakti uh, that of, of, of Jiva Goswami. A whole Sandarbha on this subject. We find it in the Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu in the commentary of Jiva Goswami there. This emphasis in the book emphasizes it, 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 it very overtly. Um, Krishna's two Bhagavan Sayam. We find it in Rupa Goswami's uh, Lagu Bhagavatamrita from another angle, describing all the different manifestations of divinity. And of course, Krishna's position is is in there, and it's clear that he's the the Swayam Bhagavan and so forth. So it's a it's a very important point, um, and. The idea behind it in one sense is that the more you understand this point, the more e- the better equipped you are to put in place the other half of the equation, as I like to say, of giving your all in all without any without holding back the other part being knowing where to give it to so um, I think it I think it may be in one sense more important. In times gone by, when there was maybe some larger degree of question of who's the who's the supreme god, hmm? and in India, for example, there's lots of gods to choose from and goddesses, and there's movements behind all of them, and philosophies and Puranas that support one view and another view, and so forth. So, the Goswamis in their time were like sorting all this out, hmm? and. Uh, definitively establishing the position of Krishna, which is what Krishna, of course, says in the Gita: "Sarva dharman pritya jamami kamsaranam pritya." Give up all of the dharmas, which means all of their gods and goddesses, and just surrender to me. Hmm? Um, so they helped really sort this out at great length, and it, perhaps, as I say, the need to do that was greater in the time and circumstance. Over here in this world, our competitors are, you know, what. Jesus or, you know, Jehovah or Buddha, maybe. Um, maybe a little Shiva, but that's, in, you know, Western influence or Devi, you know, with people who have been influenced by Eastern philosophy and Hinduism and yoga and so forth may think all the gods and goddesses are equal and so forth, as some, some disciplines teach. Um, so it's a little more... Uh, important, if you will, or more pertinent to when, it, when it's speaking to such groups. Um, but if you've kind of got the point and you've become a devotee of Krishna and it's not an issue for you, you're not really like wondering after the Arctic, well, maybe I should have done that for Shiva or something, <laughs> you know, which is probably the case for all of the devotees and so forth. Then in one sense, it's it's uh, perhaps less important to try to make that that point. Um, at the same time, it's not that you can just very readily start serving Krishna as your friend or as your as your lover. Hmm? Um, uh, while you may have that as your ideal, and so forth, there are things in our hearts that need to come out before uh, the active longing for such a relationship with Krishna becomes uh, um, meaningful 
as a as a uh, central focus. That's why, for example, Jiva Goswami has emphasized that in sadhana bhakti, prayers are characterized by surrender. In bhava bhakti, prayers are characterized by longing. So there should be some longing in sadhana bhakti, and and the, and the bhava bhakti is surrendered. Hmm? Um, and may pray for surrender, even though he or she is. Uh, but the greater emphasis in in sadhana bhakti should be on surrender, saranagati, shraddha, and so forth. Not at the cost of any sense of of my ideal, aspiring for that, and so forth. Hearing leelas of of the leelas of Krishna, in which in a Braj leela, in which he's not seen as the as the supreme personality of Godhead, and so forth. Um, so. I, I don't know. I don't. I don't want to say, say you don't have to be preoccupied with it, uh, in, in a sense. But you can't be artificially preoccupied with Krishna is my lover, hmm. uh, either. You have to be preoccupied with sadhana bhakti, hmm. and um, hearing, chanting. So hearing the names, qualities, uh, hearing about the form of Krishna, hearing about his flute, about his form, about his devotees, the love for him, about his leelas, uh, and so forth, um, tending the arati, doing the your nam japa, and so forth. And we should be looking for certain things in this, cleansing of the heart, focusing of the of our mind, attraction for, uh, for other things, waning, attraction for these practices. Uh, we should We should look for an attraction for bhakti, because an attraction for bhakti will come in a real and meaningful sense before a, an attraction for the object of bhakti hmm, is fully arrived at. So this is perhaps a way to, to think about it. We, 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 we want to become the friend of Krishna, the lover of Krishna, and so forth. Um, but to have love in that particular way for that perfect object of love for Krishna will come after and when, when and when, I should say, after we develop real attraction and taste, ruchi, for bhakti, for the practices of bhakti. So, in other words, what's the meaning of our longing for association of Krishna if we have no attraction for bhakti? Hmm? Um, that may just be a sentiment. And bhakti means whatever it means, uh, as in your bhajan life, as given by your guru. If your guru says, rise early in the morning, attend the arati, you have no attraction for that. Hmm? Uh, no attraction for chanting, for learning even the, even the philosophy and so forth, hmm? which is useful and, and helpful hmm? to orientate us and, or orient us and so forth. Then our uh, the the idea that we are attracted to Krishna in a particular way as a friend or lover and so forth seems a little bit artificial and uh, perhaps sentimental, not not practical. So uh, we should try to develop attachment for bhakti for all of these practices. Bhakti Vinod's written a nice song about that. Shuddha bhakta charanarenu bhajananukula. Uh, nice song. All the things favorable for bhakti, I, I'm attracted to those, for the observing the Akadasi, the Janamastami, 
seeing the form of Radha Madhava in the temple and so on and so forth, the taking of the prasad and all of these things are emphasized. So this should be our focus, that we become attracted to bhakti. Hmm? And when we, as we become attracted to bhakti, there will be a corresponding attraction for the object of bhakti that develops in us and it will become strong to the point where the attraction for the object of bhakti is prominent enough to say, you're in a stage where you have attraction primarily to the object of bhakti. You also have attraction for bhakti, obviously, at that time. That carries with it, but more as well. So all of this in relation to Krishna's two Bhagavan Swayam, I mean, uh, I don't, uh, I think it's, it's useful to understand the various ways in which the Goswamis have established that Krishna is the Supreme Personality of God. I, th- I think it's good, um, outside of what I spoke about earlier, the idea that there are different gods and goddesses, uh, but while you might not have a competing kind of debate going on in your mind, Still, the ideas that they've given, the way in which they've explained Krishna as the supreme personality of God, the fountainhead of all avatars, it helps us in our secular you know, world and environment, I think, very much to have a philosophical, a logical, and intellectually satisfying, because your intellect wants to be satisfied, <laughs> uh, answers or reasons for giving your all in all to this, these two words, these two syllables, Krishna, hmm? embodied as the deity, and, and, and so on and so forth. So aside from the fact that we're not, they're not competing with other gods and goddesses, we are competing with the secular world, and, and then we're, we're positing something that in our secular world seems to be very much a myth- mythological idea that um, is hard for people to relate to, it sounds like a, a Zeus or a, you know, or a, um, a, a Hercules or some ancient idea about God that, that people had. But you won't find, you see, the same kind of theological and philosophical reasoning and support for all these Greek gods or the pagan gods here or there or, or in my opinion, even, even for Jesus. Hmm? That you will you will find, and, and certainly not for the Buddha, that you will find for Krishna, and so that's very useful. Hmm? And so how they've looked at it from an aesthetic point of view, for example, in terms of well, you, you want to love, everybody wants to love. How, why, why Krishna is the perfect object of love? That's Krishna's two Bhagavan Swayam. Also, hmm? why that's a, that seems very important to people in general and to and to sadhakas as well. Um, you know, we all have some influence from the, our own minds and our own previous associations, and if we're in the world, we hear it's, it's an information you know, world, so you're being bombarded <laughs> with so many different ideas and whatnot. So this, this is very helpful, I think, to be grounded in the arguments that the Goswamis have established. We might establish new arguments in, in our time as well. I, I, I've... Um, uh, developed an argument from consciousness that arrives that that, that, that distinguishes consciousness from matter hmm? finds it to be uh, logically and uh, by support em- empiric observable evidence s- some support uh, for the idea that consciousness is not reducible 
and that consciousness then from there is 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 a unit of being knowing and loving hmm? and that with regard to its loving um, capacity hmm? uh, for that if that's the most important which I argue it is uh, and that's easy to argue then for it to be fulfilled hmm, in its own world in transcendence where consciousness resides, if you will, ab- above matter, hmm? uh, not under the influence of time and space and so forth, then there has to be a significant other for that love to have full meaning. Hmm? And then we, then we look and we see Krishna is the best candidate for that. He's all, of all, of all the even Vishnu avatars, he is the embodiment of, of loving. And again, you come to the, all the rasas are possible to be, to be experienced in relation to him. It means all loving um, uh, varieties, nuances of love can be reposed in him and, he, and, he, and there are examples of him reciprocating it. So it's a, it's a nice, it's an argument for Krishna's two Bhagavan Swayam and it's, it's very, very useful in our time. So I, I think that, 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 that sadhakas need logic and reasoning hmm? even if they're on the path of rag bhakti. We consider the devotees here arjata ruchi raganuga bhaktas, that they're, they're, they're raganuga bhaktas, they're devotees following the rag path because their goal is the rag marg. Vrindavan, hmm? Vrajalila, that's been given by Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, that's what he came to give. It's clearly what he's about. He came to distribute it, we've been touched by him, so that's what we're attracted to. That's what we want, that's our ideal. Hmm? At the same time, we haven't got ruchi or rati. Ruchi taste for that or bhava. Rati means bhava for that. Hmm? So it's kind of oxymoron because it's, it, that rag path is moved by, by taste and by, by feeling, by emotion over intellect, whereas Vaidhi Bhakti in Vaikuntha is, is kind of intellect-based in a sense where it's, in other words, it's, it's dutiful. I love God because I should love God. Why should I love God? Because God, the scriptures say I should love God hmm? and that this is God and so forth. Therefore, I'm doing it. Hmm? This is what the preem and the bhav of Baikuntha is, is about. Hmm? Obviously, they don't, they're not thinking every day, I should do this, therefore I... But, <laughs> but that's the motivating factor that enables them to arrive there in Baikuntha. <laughs> And it's a dutiful, reverential love because he is God. It's very clear that he's God. There's, there's, there's knowledge that he's God and it predominates and it's, it's motivating. Hmm? Now we're saying Krishna's God, he's the Supreme God, he's bigger than Ryan. You know? So we have another motivating factor uh, that sounds similar, but who is Krishna? What is the nature of Krishna? Krishna is, 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 is Bhagawan in the hands of his devotees with a certain kind of love and uh, where his godhood becomes lost to an extent and so forth. But in order to arrive there, I think it's important for sadhakas, ajata, ruchi, sadhana, bhaktas, devotees who are following the ragmarg as best they can according to their eligibility and primarily by way of attaching themselves to a devotee who's more successful in treading that mark, who's advanced in treading that mark, who's perfect in, in, in following that mark. Hmm? 
and putting themselves under that devotee, they do what that devotee says. Hmm? And they want that ideal. And he may say, you may do this, you're eligible on this level. Hmm? Incorporate this into your practice. No, you can't incorporate that into your practice now. Hmm? And so forth. And that person will give a lot of reasoning and a lot of logic of why you should be on the rag park. Hmm? So we're kind of on the rag mark for the reasoning of why we should be, which is, yes, Krishna is the Supreme Personality of Godhead, but more than that, he's the Supreme Personality of Godhead, forgetting himself as the Supreme Personality of Godhead. That's, that's, that's the extraordinary thing. And so we have that kind of logic that, and it is, that, that has appealed to us, and we, so we're, we want to follow that path, and, and uh, we follow such... Uh, such a such a guide and um, and uh, that kind of logic and that kind of reasoning it's it's very important it's very it's very helpful for us so in that sense we 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 learn the arguments of the Goswamis why Krishna is the personality of God Krishna says in the Gita aham sarvasya prabhavo matasavam bhavartate timatva bhajante mam buddha know me to be the source of everything everything proceeds from me. Those who know this, he says, they can do the kind of bhajan by which I will be attained. Hmm? So we get that in place. We're sure about that. Hmm? We serve him in the ways that we are directed to from Rupa Goswami, from Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and our Guru Parampara and so forth. And then the fact that Krishna is the, is the Supreme Personality of Godhead hmm? It's not that at some point we have to stop, start, stop thinking that Krishna is the supreme personality of God, but at a certain point, you will lose sight of that. Hmm? You will lose sight of that. Hmm? Mahaprabhu says, "Mama janmani janmani bhakti I have attachment to bhakti. Life after life, I only want to do bhakti to that pranishwar, hmm? the Lord of my heart, Krishna. Hmm? Is in the, in the stage of asakti, he says, "Ayi nanda tanuja king karam patitamam bishamebhuvam budo." I want to live in the house of Nanda Maharaj. Hmm? He's talking in conjugal. I want to be a maid servant in the house of Nanda. I want to marry Krishna. Is what he's saying. Hmm? I want to have Krishna. Krishna is my my my, my love. Hmm? I want to have a romantic love with Krishna. Hmm? At that point, then one's going to start without thinking about it. Hmm? When you start thinking, I want to have romantic love with Krishna, you can't be thinking he's the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Uh, it doesn't quite fit together. Hmm? So it starts to come, I mean, go back and forth hmm? uh, a little bit. Then in, in Bhava Bhakti, of course, we don't think about it unless it's for preaching, for explaining to others, and, and so it's not part of your your bhajan, to think that Krishna is the Supreme Personality of God, and you've, you've thought that out, and therefore you've, you've decided all of my energy should be given here. Hmm? Because this, this is the source of everything. And this being the source of everything, if I give my everything there, then that will be distributed, redistributed in such a way that I'll be the most nourished. Just like I've given an example of the stomach. That's where to give the food. So we have to be, con I mean, you don't need to be convinced to give food to your stomach. <laughs> you become accustomed to that. But in the beginning, you have to teach children that, don't you? Because they're going to just take the, they've got other things you can do with food. <laughs> you can 
shoot it across the room. You can make a mess and watch your mother get upset. And you can do all... She has to say, that goes in the mouth. And now, swallow. That's right. That goes into the stomach. Hmm. It's not unnatural. It's natural. You have some propensity for it. But still, there's some teaching there. Something like that. So we have to teach a little bit. Krishna's the Supreme Personality. God, after a while, you get it down. And it's automatic. And you don't think about it. It will come, come naturally. We don't have to artificially think. I have to be careful not to think Krishna's the Supreme Personality of God because I'm supposed to ultimately think that he's not. And, you know, that will rise in the heart naturally. What's the time? Now we could try a shorter question. So in this relation, okay. uh, Loha is explained to be a very necessary quality, is greed. Yes. So is that really coming from our knowledge that we've acquired about Krishna or more from our sound that we have uh, dedicated ourselves to? This greed awakening. Greed is coming from Sangha. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Janmakoti, what is that verse? Krishna Bhavita Rasa, Krishna Bhakti Rasa Bhavitamati, Kriyatam Apikutopi Labdite, Tatralolam Api Molyamekalam, Janmakoti Sukriti Beard Nalabhite. Well, it doesn't explain it there, but that's a nice verse. Um, uh, that uh, this is the price to pay. Hmm? But it comes from association. Hmm? Repeatedly, the Goswamis teach. Uh, Rupa Goswami in particular, that, it, that, that our longing, our ideal in bhakti, in bhakti rasa, it comes from association. Hmm? As I've explained before, there may be a destiny, we can say that it's, that it's in Krishna's mind how we would like it, and then he sends us the association that we need for it to come out and so forth. But observably, at any rate, it comes from association. Now, you may have had association in previous lives that predispose you in a particular way. Hmm? And in this life, you may have different association. And that will help not only to bring out what you've been predisposed to previously, and it's a little hard to sort all that out for everybody, but, um, but the ideal and the longing for that, this will come from association. Not from... It might come, in one sense... Again, to go the other way, from from intelligence and from scriptural, you hear the arguments in scripture, and you and you see, they're they're largely pointed towards Madhuri Rasa. This is where you can draw the most, hmm? uh, and satisfy Krishna the most in in, in service of Radhika. And so, so one could obviously sort that out, that emphasis. Think this is what I want, hmm? and so on. Um, but again, the Goswamis have emphasized by association with a sadhu hmm, of a particular sentiment, hmm, this will be the cause. Hmm. Therefore, you might sort that out and find you had a sadhu of a different uh, uh, influence, different bhava, and go in that direction. Therefore, if we find Therefore, if we find someone interested, for example, in Sakyarasa in Gaudiya Vaishnavism, rather than Madhurya Rasa, we might think he's really getting something. <laughs> it's possible. We might think he's going a little slightly, not against the grain, but it's kind of a little bit more of the 
exception. Hmm? Anybody and everybody can say, I want Madhurya Ras, this is, this, yeah. this is the best thing. And in Gaudi Sampradaya, we, we find this kind of, there were, for example, Sakyaras lineages that converted themselves into Madhurya Ras lineages because, you know, that's the highest thing. That'll bring the highest pay. That'll get more, pe more, more people to follow. It's not that they were converted by Bhava or something like that. Hmm? And, and suddenly, this Gopal and that Gopal, they all have Manjari Sarups too. Hmm? It's conveniently, and, and, and so on. Um, but Rupa Goswami doesn't talk about that, such things. Hmm? So, if we find somebody prominent, like, like Prabhupada, prominent influence, attraction to Sakyaras, we have, of course, we had many reasons to take that seriously, his own persona and so forth, but that kind of conviction in spite of this environment for Madhurya Rasa and the, and the texts pointing to this as the highest ideal and so forth, to land at a lower, slightly lower ideal, it's a little out of the norm. It might think this is more, is, there's reasoning to, to, to support the idea that we might give more credence to this. So. And that loba, of course, is very rare. Ananta Das Pandit, he has written in his commentary on Raghavart Machandrika. I could never find the reference, but he said Mukunda Goswami, who's one of the famous commentators on Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu. Of course, I don't have his full commentary. Uh, bon Maharaj, disciple of Bhakti Sarasthi Thakur, did write a commentary on Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu, the first uh, four chapters, brief, and in some places he quoted Mukunda Goswami, but his full tika is not there, so that's probably why I haven't uh, been able to reference it, but I, uh, he's a pundit, I trust his reference. He said that Mukunda Goswami has said that attaining lobha, the greed, the eagerness for rag bhakti, hmm? That's the qualification for, for fully treading the path. Hmm? The full sense of the greed is, is more rare to attain that, more difficult, more rarely attained, more rarely attained? It is, it is rarer to attain that greed than it is to attain bhava, in Vaidhi Bhakti. More readily one can attain Bhava in Vaidhi Bhakti and go on to Vaikuntha, boom, finished, than one can attain the entry level in the full sense of the term to Rag Bhakti. If you have that kind of loba full on, then you, you, you probably don't have a lot of need to think that Krishna is the Supreme Personality of God. You don't need uh, a lot of argument for that and so forth. We have a little lobha, little greed. Hmm. Loba mai shraddha. Our faith is a little tinged by loba. That's our ideal. We want the Braj Bhakti. Hmm. We want the Vrindavan Krishna. Many, many years ago, I was a young young man in Prabhupada's temple in New Dwarka. An older devotee told me, he said, you know, you know, most of the devotees don't attain Vrindavan. They go to Vaikuntha. I was horrified to hear that. I was absolutely horrified. It brought tears to my eyes, and I, I just couldn't sleep. 
thinking. I come all, and this is, I mean, then I realized, oh, that's not true. That if, if they follow Gaudiya Vaishnavism, then they will attain this ideal. Maybe some earlier than others. But the point, of course, here is also worth making is that it's such a sublime ideal that however long it takes, it doesn't matter. There's nothing more worth, and this kind of logic is useful to, to arrive at this. There's nothing more useful, more, 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 more valuable, I should say, that all other values pale in comparison. Mm-hmm. Uh, and when we get to Bodhi, I get, I, I just got two emails from disciples of mine, students of mine early on, who, would, uh, before we had such facilities and so forth, Sridhar said at the beginning, just initiate some people. You need some people to help you get something going. They may not stay, but get get some some arms and legs and stuff. But anyway, so just two of them recently, in the last two weeks, wrote to me and said, you know, I, I've been out here, I've I've been distracted, and nothing, nothing like Gaudiya Vaishnavism. I've looked everywhere, and you know, nothing like that. How can I, you know, stay connected and so forth? So, um, so to have that, you know, that uh, sensibility, then you're in for the long. Long haul. As far as lobha goes, yes, go by, come by association. These kind of ideas become uh, thought about in so many different ways, and it's in, in a, with some excitement. You hear a person speak about it. They may speak about many aspects of the philosophy. Then they come to this certain, the ideal, and it just suddenly becomes animated. Mm-hmm. This is exciting. You can see. You know, so. So by this kind of good association, then gradually that that loba can come more fully in us. We have a little bit there, hmm? that eagerness for this ideal. Hmm? So we're we we fortunate to be in such a such a path, even as a beginner, isn't it? What do you think? And it takes a little time to understand all these topics too. You know, you have to learn the language. Gradually, you hear a class and you, he quotes a verse, and you, you listen to it on the tape the other day, and you start to put it together. It takes a little time, so be patient. It's 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 well well worth it. See, Bhakti Marg ki jai, Bhakti Devi ki jai, Gaurnatyananda ki jai, See, Bhakti Vinod Parivar ki jai. Oh, the buck to bring the king. Oh, the